0: You know what? We have a God who can totally relate to us um, as fathers and mothers and siblings, children, like Chris and a lot of people already kind of alluded to um, how God can relate to us as a parent. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to to you guys about today. So we're going to actually look at a passage in the book of Isaiah and just a little bit of context because I think it's very important to what we're about to read. So this book is written or Isaiah, the ministry of Isaiah is happening um, a few hundred years after Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt they've settled in Israel, they have a king Um, Jerusalem is made the capital in about 1000 BC and then the kingdom is divided into Judah and Israel and then about 200 years later there's war happening, the Assyrians are basically crushing Israel and about 10 of the tribes are in exile so this is what's going on. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of um, war, people displaced, and it's about 700 years before the birth of Jesus, which you just talked about. So at that point in time, God sends a prophet, Isaiah, to the people, and basically he's he's kind of known for two things. One is to warn Israel about future judgment, and it's, it's kind of a call back to... Um, their relationship with God and making Him a priority, and then the second thing is to really prophesy and tell them about the coming Messiah. So that's really what is on his heart for most of the book, and it's believed that he's probably written most of the book. Um, Maybe the last few chapters might be other prophets that he's raised up. So we're going to look at the very, very last chapter, Isaiah uh, chapter 66, and the passage I'm going to read is, we're going to start at verse 6 and go till beginning of 14 um so this is what the lord is saying what's all oh and he's uh he is isaiah's prophesying in this chapter about the restoration of jerusalem what's all the commotion in the city what is that terrible noise from the temple it is the voice of the lord taking vengeance against his enemies before the birth pains even begin jerusalem gives birth to a son who has ever seen anything as strange as this who has ever heard of such a thing Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a mere moment? But by the time Jerusalem's birth pains began, her children will be born. Would I ever bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? asks the Lord. No, I would never keep this nation from being born, says your God. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with her, all you who love her, and all you who mourn for her. Drink deeply of her glory, even as an infant drinks at its mother's comforting breast. The Lord, sorry, this is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breast, carried in her arms, and held on her lap. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. When you see these things, your heart will rejoice. You will flourish like the grass. So, some very interesting things for me jumped out when I was learning about this passage. If we go back to uh, verse 9, God is actually, um, remember this is, he's prophesying what God is saying and God is speaking about himself as travailing in labor and being about ready to give birth and then giving birth. So isn't it interesting how God himself is using a, a distinctly feminine description when he's describing himself and what he's about to do and what he's about to accomplish with this prophecy i thought that was very fascinating and so i wasn't i never had the privilege of giving birth myself but i was right there when our two grandsons were born and let me tell you it's not you're you're not travailing all through labor and about ready to give birth and then say oh yeah i guess i'll stop now that's just kind of that's just not how it works right and so god is really promising this as a fulfillment to the, to the Israelites, and um, I just want to remind everybody that when God gives a specific promise that He's going to do something, He isn't stopped when it's about to be born. Like He is, He's going to fulfill what He said. So be encouraged about that one for sure. Um, I also think it's really interesting that He's relating to us as a mother in this passage, and uh, and another verse that really jumped out at me as well was verse 13 specifically, where He says, "I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child." So again, he's comparing himself um, to mother. And so how many times have you seen a toddler fall and dad says, you're okay, and he's on, he's on his way, right? Now, maybe this is a stereotype, but oftentimes the baby will run to the mom and the mom might hold the child just a second longer, allow a little bit of emotion, allow some some uh, feelings to come out and then before she sends the, the kid on his way, right? Because I think it... Um, It's sort of an instinctual thing, and I think that's probably why God is really relating to us on that level of he is intentionally creating uh, intimacy. He's intentionally creating a place of uh, comfort and uh, for, you know, in that case for the Israelites, but obviously we're relating it to ourselves as well. And so I think that moms are sometimes known for that. They might allow their child to express a bit of emotion. It creates safety, it creates intimacy. In verse 12, it actually talks about um, the baby going from nursing to being held in the arms to sitting on their lap. So it kind of shows a little bit of growth and how that closeness and intimacy carries through. Uh, I think it's it's really fascinating. And so the other thing I, I was wondering about was, well, what is this comfort then? So he kind of does describe it, but Um, I researched that word and the original Hebrew, there is a word, it is nechama, nechama. you think so? (laughs) Maybe I did, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The computer read it off to me but whether I'm saying it right, I apologize if I'm not. Um, But so nechama is uh, the Hebrew word for comfort and it's actually made up of two overlapping words. Uh, The first word is noach which actually means comfortable and resting, okay? But that's not where it ends. There's another word in there, which is cham, spelled C-H-A-M, cham, anyway. It means warm, okay? So it's not just, nechama is not just that it's a place of rest and comfort, but also it's warm. And so that really adds another dimension to the depth of what is happening and, and the level of intimacy that God's really calling us into. Nakama is a verb, so it's used, well, almost every time in the Bible it's used as a verb. In the Old Testament, every single time it's used as a verb. And so basically comfort is the offer of rest and easement to a troubled suffering soul, which obviously they were in their wartime, Um, but it's best brought on by warmth and uh, restful conditions. Isaiah uses this word a lot, and variations of the word actually, and there's a ton of references to people's names that have it in there and all kinds of things. Um, Israel needs the comfort from God, they've made a lot of mistakes, they have tripped and fallen so many times that if, as humans, we would look at it, we'd probably say, you know, hey, yep, you deserve that one. Um, But God, in his infinite love for his people, he wants to lure them back to a place of rest that's warm and inviting and he just brings that right out in the passage it was so obvious to me as I was learning about kind of the motherly heart of God the motherly instincts and the love for the people and he can really relate to us on that level as well even Jesus offers comfort um, in the Sermon on the Mount for example Matthew 5 verse 4 blessed are those who mourn for they'll be comforted Um, Matthew 11 verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am humble and gentle at heart, Jesus says, and you'll find rest for your souls. So it's that same uh, that same thought again. So I believe that the Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, uh, God is really wanting to invite us into this Nahama this uh, intimacy and this closeness that we can experience with him. Uh, it's, it's gentle and full of warmth and rest. So... Yeah, so maybe today you might find yourself in a place where you might be feeling tired and worn out. Um, you might be a busy mom. You might have, you might, maybe you feel like you've been at war for years. Maybe you feel like you've been exiled and uh, lonely and out of place and displaced. Uh, maybe there's challenges that you're facing with your situations where it's where it's health or, um, or in business. In this time, you know, there's a lot of challenges with job and finances and maybe it's something with the family. And today being Mother's Day, like sometimes that can be uh, uh, really on the surface when so many people are celebrating, you know, these amazing, good, really, I had a really awesome mom, right? And sometimes that doesn't always happen. And so sometimes on Mother's Day, those feelings come up of uh, brokenness and places of woundedness in our lives. <clears throat> so may I just encourage you that if you're going through any of any of that kind of stuff, um, god himself yes he represents himself as a good good father and we know that we've had the revelation of the father's heart in our lives and how much he loves us and i also want to encourage you that um there's a mother heart in there as well and there's that mother figure that he wants to represent himself as in our lives where we can really uh relate to that as well and don't worry i'm not trying to say that god's a woman and be all controversial about it i know when (laughs) when um uh, uh, William Young, what was the author of The Shack? Anyway, he went through a lot of controversy when he chose to represent um, Papa as a woman in part of his book, um, but I think that God has every right to represent himself to us in the way that means the most to us, that we can receive him in the best possible way. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, So, let us give God room to reveal himself to us in ways that he knows we can receive him. Let us accept God's invitation for intimacy, and may we run into him and allow him to comfort us as a mother comforts a child, and as a mother hen gathers and protects her chicks under her wings, and we pour out our emotions to him. And you know what? Let us sit on his lap just a moment longer than we think we should, because maybe we don't quite deserve it. And he's okay with that, because that's the motherly heart that draws that out of us. So let's allow God to love us today. As a perfect parent, you used that word before Chris, which was really great. And yes, of course, God's our Father, but it's cool to think of him as being more than that. There's so much more. There's always more we can learn about God, and I think it's okay to continue to have revelations about uh, his heart and how much he loves us and who he is. So if you're needing to feel God's rest and warmth today, and you want to respond to his invitation of intimacy, Uh, I just want to pray for you right now, and because I can't ask you for a show of hands or anything like that, just please respond to us, um, make a comment, email winnipeg at catchafire.com, let us know if you have any testimonies or uh, prayer requests or anything like that. So Father, thank you so much, Holy Spirit, uh, you are so amazing and we just love you, and we know that right now you're calling us back to a special place of intimacy where we can sit on your lap and where we can have you hold us in your arms. And, Father, as we learn about you more and more and see that you can relate to us on the motherly level as well, and you say so in in the scriptures, uh, would we just respond out of that same childlike faith and love that any child does when they're in the safety of their parents? Father, I pray that you would encourage each person out there today who is experiencing some difficulties and going through some hard times where they're really looking for that rest and that comfort and that warmth. And would you um, overshadow them right now and provide that, provide every need that they have in their, life, in their life right now with their family and their situation. And we know that you will because we know how much you love us and how much you want to fulfill your promises in our life. So thank you. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Amen.